Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake, and somebody else. Dun, dun, dun. Just for today. So um, this is going to be our 32nd episode. Uh, last week we went over chapters 41 and 42 of A Court of Mist and Fury. This week we're diving into chapters 43 and 45, which if any of you know by chapter references includes Starfall. Yeah. Um, so again, remember spoilers and cursing the requirements. I mean, I feel like a broken record saying this every week, but like I feel the need to in case somebody does just randomly listen to like a new episode and they're like, "What the fuck?" Which is uh, their you thing. What the fuck? I took it off our Insta profile because I was tired of reading it. Oh, see, so yeah. Well, also though, if they responded, <laughs> if they responded with "What the fuck," then they probably don't care that we say "fuck." But I don't. That's a vicious circle. I don't know. So, um, either way, guys, as I mentioned um, before, it's usually just, you know, myself, Madison, and Caitlin in on the fun. But this week, we have a very special guest joining us. It's Sky. Her handle's at Sky's Library. Everybody say hi to Sky. Hello. Madison, hi. Say hi. There we go. Yeah, see, Sky got it. See, Sky's like, oh, okay, yeah. So um, she's going to be joining us, and we thought it would just be fun to bring uh, bring her in. She's been great. We talk all the time. Um, she has some exciting stuff coming up of her own that she's going to talk about at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. Um, so with that, even though it's not, we are recording in the middle of the week, so technically it's not like a fan, a fan theory Friday. Also, we didn't post like a fan theory yet. We will on Friday, though, don't worry. But either way, we have something else that we kind of wanted to get some thoughts on. So, Madison? Okay, so... I saved this because I thought, what are we going to chat about this week? And I was like, yes. Okay, here we go. So, you know, our precious queen, Sarah J. Moss, blessed us with a beautiful excerpt for the new year uh, from A Court of Silver Flames. And I read this and I was like, oh, thank God. You know, interestingly enough, she's blessed us with like two as excerpts. And I'm like, okay okay so i can't tell if she's like already hyping her next book because you know as is the bonus chapter as being the next book maybe we're already hyping it well i think it's more well everybody knows it's a cassian novel so maybe she's like trying to draw people in because like both especially nesta like she is a um controversial character i i would say like there's a strong contingent that doesn't like her or is just waiting for redemption. So maybe they're just trying to, she's trying to like bring more people in to be like, hey, your boy Az plays a good part. Like, I don't know. Cause everybody loves Az. If you don't like Az, get the fuck out. Like. I had this like, I had to defend myself today. Cause I like Nesta. Well, yeah, she's a strong bitch. I mean, she's My friend like finally read the book, read the books. And so we had a very long chat about everything. And I like, I was like, I actually really like Nesta a lot. Well, see, that's, I'm just, I think they're trying to, she's just trying to pull people in, but either way, I just, this excerpt. Anyway. I just need more. I'm tired of the teasers. Just give it all, give it all to me. Oh, well. Anywho, okay, so this <laughs> excerpt, let me read it real quick. So, Azriel's mouth curled up at the corner. I hope you're not giving my brother a hard time. She set down her tea cup. Is that a threat, Shadow Singer? Cassian took a long drink from his own tea. Uh sidebar i love that they're drinking tea like pinkies up uh <laughs> drained it to the dregs Azriel said coolly i don't need to resort to threats the shadows coiled around him snaked ready to strike nessa gave him a smile holding his stare neither do i hmm. you want to know where mine went my mind went they're i know where tea. your mind went because you sent me a text and i was like mm, i don't see it 
Oh, oh, okay. That's actually like the more normal of what I'm about to say. Actually, that's like more like in line. Oh, oh no, sweetie, it's not. Thought? No, it's it's not. It's not. Now I now I feel like I hyped it out. No, they were drinking tea, and all I could think of was my dear surreal that just sips the tea and spills the tea. That's all my mind went to just now. What? So, so guys, tell us what you're thinking about Silver Flames. What do, what do we got here? Well, first, I want to say that when it has the line about Cassian taking the drink of his tea, it I just picture, you know, that Kermit meme? That's Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, like, watching what's happening. So I picture that, and I think it's hilarious. Um, but I'm really excited. I mean, I'm with you guys. I'm super excited. And I think that it's going to be a really good opportunity for us to just build out their personalities a lot more because they're, I don't think that they're secondary characters in Akatar at all, but I think that this will focus a lot more on their personalities, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Especially as. Someone, someone actually, yes, thank you. Someone was actually talking. One of the questions on Instagram today, I can't even remember who it was, but someone was like, "Who's your favorite secondary in Akatar?" And I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you know, technically the inner circle are like secondary characters, but eventually, I think what she's gonna do is write books for the inner circle. I just have a feeling that's the road we're leading down to, and I'm if like, I don't pumped. get, I don't get an Omrin book. <laughs> I'm not Omrin, Omrin, I think actors. would be really cool though because we could get some really fun history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. We finally figure out where she's from. Yeah, like officially. Do you think that she would end up in the summer court, or would she always stay in the night court? Oh, oh, oh! I think she would. So the one thing the summer court has, guys, is literally troves of treasure, though. Mm. So hmm. maybe she like splits her time, but like. Yeah. It just because I can't see her not like her vibe is just night well, court vibe. She's but... not with like Tarkin, who's the high lord. So yeah, Varian could move potentially. I mean, especially if he's in Valaris, because like he does probably still have an affinity with the sea, because it kind of seems like the whole summer court does. So if he's in Valaris, the sea's right there. I mean, so he would still have a connection. That would be nice. It's not like he's moving to like a landlocked. Court. Maybe they're like a divorced couple, split their time half and half. Yeah, that has to be it. Is that what divorced? Are you mean like divorced children? Like the children. children? Thank you, Sky. Okay, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's a long day, guys. No, no, she's just referring. You know, they split the summer, they split the vacation house in the Hamptons and the in the oh, sea lodge. Yes. Oh, okay. oh, can okay. they okay. yes. the boat? Oh, the boat, the pleasure barge. That's a good question. Okay, so, anywho. Okay, so that's our thoughts on Silver Flames and my five copies. God, get here soon. Okay. <clears throat> Which I, I literally can't believe. I needed all the copies. copies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when I get them all, you're going to be jealous. I'm just going to come over and steal them and to read the excerpts. Like, Okay, on stealing my shit. I mean, I'll give it back mm -hmm, eventually. Sure. Okay, so. Let's recap the Court of Nightmares episode. Still living for that. Okay. So, so we came back from the meeting with the mortal mean girls, and it's not looking good. In order to prove to Maleficent and her crew that we speak the truth, we're going to have to show them Valaris. Oh, 
our sanctuary. So how does the inner circle plan to do this? By stealing from Kier. More sperm donor in the night court. Or in the court of nightmares. The hewn city jackass. And the overall just horrid person. So if anyone deserves to be left in a corner, it's Kier. So, pretty much the whole point of the Court of Nightmares, go in, make Kier's life miserable, some very sexy forms of distracting, give Madison the tease of her life, and then end it there. Man. We really need to evaluate that that's the tease of your life. Yeah, man, it was so a tease. It was so I'm not saying it's not a tease, but that's... Man, it was like... Even more of a tease than Crescent City? Oh, don't even fuck with me on that. <laughs> don't even bring We're not allowed to bring that up until book two. I just wanted to see the reaction. You know what? Until book two, still on my shit list. Still on my shit list. So, guys, let's get super excited because Sky has her chapter. Chapter 43. Super excited. Okay, cool. Yay. So, yes, we have now left the Court of Nightmares. And I chose chapter 43 because... I feel like it's one of the most beautiful and underrated chapters in the series because it provides such pivotal relational movement. Um, but so Reese winnows Farah to a beautiful mountain lake, and this gets overlooked because there's so much tension. But this lake is really described as beautiful. So just saying, everywhere in the night court is beautiful. Um, Reese I'm like, immediately I'm like, apologizes. I'm like, that's over there in the spring court. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Not... Go on. Yeah, definitely not that. Definitely not that. So Reese basically apologizes immediately, and Farah is confused by this because his emotions are just very obvious. He's shaking and he's angry and he admits that like he didn't want her to experience that to see him like that see you know the inner circle that way but I have a theory that his emotion it just goes deeper than his anger um you know he hated presenting her that way even though this is their mask and the way that they have to perform he doesn't want her ever thought of as like his plaything because as we know, she is so much more than that. And it just really disgusts him that he had to use her that way. And so I think that all of this is like built up in his emotion that he's displaying. But, you know, she's oblivious yeah. right now, which how? How is she? <laughs> no, oh, my God. Don't even so get me started on that, man. I think you're I definitely think you're right, because I think it also ties not only like one, she's his mate, but we see that he puts her in crowns for God's sakes, which, again, how is she oblivious? But, like, he views her as an equal, right. high lady of the night court. But also, I think part of it is, like, it disgusts him, that he, disgusts him that he had to put her in that situation because that was his situation for 50 years. You know what I mean? Like, he, I think it's just, like, it's yeah, so exactly. layered what's going on here. It's insane. Well, and, like, clearly, I mean, he's right, well, an equal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And... And like you said, I think he's kind of at a breaking point. Like, I think this is a point for him where he's just like, that's his mate. She doesn't know. And he's so tired of this just mask, essentially, that he's wearing around her as just like casual and, and playful. And it's just getting to the point where he can't really handle it anymore, which obviously we see in a little while. But um, 
back to your point, I think that it's also, again, layered because he does remember his nickname under the mountain and he never wants Farah to have that sort of reputation either because it's just not true. So the thing with her is she has like PTSD mm-hmm. being with Tamlin. And so seeing this sort of display and the rage that he showed at the Court of Nightmares, she is instantly like taken back to that mindset. And she's like, just don't protect me that way. I don't, I don't like that. I'm not down for that. And he tries to explain to her the difference. Like, I'm not going to lock you up. I'm going to let you do what you want, but I'm also not going to tolerate people treating you terribly and, and saying horrible things. And basically he's like, I'm just going to kill anyone who messes with you. So that can be, you know, we would think that's sweet, but she is not happy <laughs> about that's it. Sweet. Oh, come on, man. Just um, for me. <laughs> It's like a little murder. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah, prove it. Prove it. Come on. I love it. Go around being like, dude, that guy just called me the worst Um, name. What do you think? I I don't remember. Where's your dagger? (laughs) So I don't know if this is the best way to describe it, but she kind of has like a mini breakdown at this point because she's like thinking through Tam's behavior when something bad happened to her and then how he reacted. And so now she's afraid, oh, is she now going to be excluded? Will he stop taking her places Mm -hmm. and telling her things? And I think this also goes deeper into like her thought process and mentality, because even if she hasn't fully admitted it yet, she finally has somewhere that she belongs and she's treated as an equal within the inner circle and she doesn't want to lose that. So I think right there for a moment, she's kind of just like feeling like she's back with Tam, even though we know that that's not true. Um, And so then I think this is one of the most sad lines because Reese says, I'm not him. I will never be like him or act like him. He locked you up and let you wither and die. Stop comparing, stop comparing me to him. You can see that he is, hurt and frustrated and that just makes me so it, sad. No, it you know, I like that he calls her out for this though. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because like yes. she's been doing this like for what what are we at? Yes. Like 400 pages now. I mean, it, she's been doing it this makes, for 400 uh, pages. And it makes you wonder. Mass you hit like we're right there. Oh. We're right there. It makes me wonder is, I mean, especially early in the book before she mastered putting the shields up, right? Mm -hmm. Is this shows, I'm pretty sure anytime that we as the reader, because obviously we have Fayer's point of view, have seen her, or I guess read her making these comparisons, I'm pretty sure he's at least felt it, heard it down the bond. Right. And he's just not said anything because that would definitely kind of raise some eyebrows, be like, wait a second, I already know you feel intense. Don't you show me that hand again, Madison. I will slap you with it. I'm moving on. (laughs) But I think that really does. I think, like, unfortunately, and Sky, you're right. This is, like, one of the saddest lines. Like, it pulls at my heartstrings. Like, Mm -hmm. he's definitely heard her make these comparisons throughout the book. Right. Well, and I think that we have, too. I mean, obviously, we have from reading it. And it's just so infuriating. I know that's not necessarily a fair word, but you're just, like, Please just get it already. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> and so yes. then he goes on to say. I mean, get it? 
were we talking about sex or no? Was that just me? <laughs> oh my God, Madison. Okay. That went over everyone else's head, Madison. You're in your own. Even wait, wait, you want to know what I was just thinking? Okay, sidebar. What I was just thinking. I was like, man, Caitlin and I have chapter 45. That's 10 chapters from chapter 55. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that's where my mind was. Anyway, keep going. Your mind is always there. <laughs> okay. To understand well, it. There we go. So he goes on to explain. He says, you think I don't know how stories get written, how this story will be written. I am the dark Lord who stole away the bride of spring. I am a demon and a nightmare and I will meet a bad end. He is the golden prince, the hero who will get to keep you as his reward for not dying of stupidity and arrogance, which hello. I love that. <laughs> um, but she remembers the line that he says in Akatar when he says the things I love in life have a tendency to be taken away from me. And this is just, I love this part because he is being vulnerable mm -hmm. with her. Like we don't get to see that a ton. I mean, he is playful and he is, but you know, normally he's trying to help her yeah. get through her stuff. And so we don't get to see a lot of that from him. So I appreciated that. But at this point, Farah can kind of respond in like one of two ways. She can either be understanding and try to be comforting or she could just not. And she chooses. <laughs> I love that. I love that simplification. Like good. Nah. Yeah. Fuck it. I agree with it. Yeah. It's just between one or two. Um, so she says, what about my story? My reward? what I want. And it's just like, oh, why? Why do you have to ask that question? It's not about that. But um, she, I think she was just kind of being mean. At this point, she is flustered. She has all these emotions she's not working through. And so it's just, I feel like this is a fight that yeah. has been building up from like the moment they met. And so it's all coming together. Um, and he asks her a simple question, which we all want to know. And it is, what is it that you want, Farah? Which she doesn't have an answer because she doesn't know. That's like notebook vibes. Um, what do you want? That <laughs> is. That is the notebook. There we go. <laughs> I, I didn't even think that's about always that. what. I hate perfect. I, as soon as I read that, I was like, "That's what I like." That's Blake's what I like in her house, like talking to Ian. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to decide what to order on DoorDash. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. She finally decides, runs into Ian's arms. What do you want? <laughs> okay. That poor man puts up with so much. Oh, oh shit. Uh, okay, so then he gets a little bit salty back and he said, you know, basically like, yeah, I didn't think you knew what you wanted, so figure it out. And my thought here is like, why do you have to do this? Like, we all know she's mad. And when you're already mad, it's not a good time to get salty like this. So he's making a fair point. I was going to say, like, it's like, like, calm you down. First. Yeah, like, like calm yeah, down. Calm down. Like, I, you don't yes. tell someone to calm down. Like, no more. But like, she even admits, so just she even admits that like her temper is like, his words were kindling to my temper to whatever pit of fear was yawning open inside of me. So she even admits to herself that like, this isn't even actually like pure anger from like betrayal or hurt. It's literally all stemming from fear, which she acknowledges he can probably right. feel across the bond, but they're both so wrapped up in their own issues right now. And then 
Like it was like their like sexy time in Quarter Nightmares just kind of like poof. And now, phew. yeah. Well, we haven't talked about this, the four of us ever, but I don't know. I feel like this would have been a pretty good time for him to just tell her. Like, I mean, obviously it had to play out how it played out, but like this at this point is how many oh, don't even get me started. Has there been a moment that he could have told her? Like, oh my gosh, there right. were so many opportunities, I feel, that were just missed. <laughs> Thank God for our true queen, the surreal. Like, like literally, we're, <laughs> we're going to go into it, like, because we have this moment. Then we have the moment in mine, or, well, Starfall. Starfall? I was going to say all of Starfall. Then we have the moment in mine and Caitlin's chapter where they're talking about, like, his past with Tamlin. literally the next like 10 chapters every single chapter something could have happened yeah so uh, it's all of this frustration pent up but um then farah decides to be really god really mean it's so mean because she throws the biggest fear in his face and i'll read it she says perhaps i don't know what i want but at least i don't hide what i am behind a mask at least I let them see who I am, broken bits and all. Yes, it's to save your people, but what about the other masks, Reese? What about letting your friends see your real face? Maybe it's easier not to, because what if you did let someone in? And what if they saw everything and still walked away? Who could blame them? Who would want to bother with that sort of oh. mess? Ouch. Ooh. This is mean. That, like, cuts oh. deep. That right you know but then that's like so, that's obviously like terrible because then he's sitting there thinking like shit that's my mate like what happens if like can't tell her now. yeah can't tell her now i'm a broken mess she doesn't want to yeah. deal with like oh fuck uh, right yep exactly so she obviously doesn't know but this is killing him because her walking away is like his yeah. biggest fear at this point is like her not being there so instead of trying to fight back with her he flinches which i can't even trust me i can picture reese doing a lot of actions easily i can't picture him flinching like i can't and when i try to it just it's say it's too sad i'm like no never mind like it's just i i don't picture it like a traditional flinch i i kind of picture it as like one of those like stop start moments where you kind of like back up a little bit you know and you're just like almost like someone hit mm-hmm. you in the chest and you kind of push back a little bit and you just have no Honestly, clue I wouldn't happened. have blamed him if he physically and took a step back because if somebody was that mean to me, I'd be taking a step back, but it would be so I could launch myself at them better, but like still I would be taking a physical step back. Like <laughs> I was gonna say step back. I was like like Blake. <laughs> well, it's just so sad because she knows, like, she knows what she's saying is going to hurt mm-hmm. him. Like, she wanted to hurt him right there. And so that's really, really sad. So, you know, he takes a breath, takes a beat, I'm assuming, and says, let's go home. And she doesn't correct him. Why? Because she knows Valaris is her home, y'all. Like, this is I home. Um, find time to figure that out. Yeah, after him. you're just but a total cold-hearted bitch, then you're going to be like, oh, it's home. Right. Oh, let's go home. <laughs> but like, really, that is what she's like. She's like, "You all right? You get okay? Can you just take us home? Like, can you not do this right now? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. No big deal. NBD. Fine. Um. So he went her. <laughs> so he went her back 
to Valaris, and we know that there is definitely a rift there because normally he'll like shield her from the wind and her his voice is always like a comforting familiar presence but this time she describes it as hollow as it roared around us the darkness cold and foreign Ooh. which oh, that just sounds brutal i didn't even notice that mm. oh yeah because we're always i mean i say we as in when i talk to you as i listen to your podcast we're always <laughs> talking about how his darkness and everything yeah. is like this presence that oh and so i think that was a big line that's Yay. sneaky i love it it's also like a level of petty that yep. i really appreciate like you hurt my feelings bitch have fun with your wind tangled <laughs> hair try brushing that out well i mean right. honestly i think you know good thing he didn't just leave her i mean that's that's a little harsh madison uh, even i don't know that I she was pretty harsh to him. for a few moments I bet he wants to, but then he remembered people are trying to kill them. So he was like, uh, um, smart. Let's go. Okay. okay, I guess it's fair. fair. Logic, why? It ruins everything, honestly. <laughs> okay, so they get to the townhouse, and she basically like skirts past everybody and goes to the garden to kind of get fresh air, cool off, but also she admits that she is waiting for him. Um, so she's waiting and I feel like this is a really important moment for her because she just has a moment of like clarity about herself. So she's aware that she said some pretty terrible things and she does feel bad. Like we can mm -hmm. tell that she feels bad for using the things that he told her in like confidence and just, you know, a moment of getting to know one another better. Um, she used those against him and that's just really sad and she feels that and and then she also is able to like reflect on Tam and, and Reese and know they are different and the differences in their reactions are from you know different places so Tam is just insecure and controlling whereas Reese is caring and just wants to help you know I feel her. like we should have made this pro con oh. list like 400 pages ago I feel like that pro con list, like, and I'm a fan yeah. of looking. I love lists. I love to do lists. I love pro con lists. I love all of it. But that pro con list would be like obvious warm weather. That's what Tam's got. Like springs warmer than night court, but not even really. Like I don't pretty flowers. Right. I don't like flowers that much. Like I don't really like the pro con list. Would be it would be horrible. Are, is that the only pro? <laughs> are those? I don't know. That's I'm trying to think honestly. I mean. Let's go. Let's go. Those are the pros. Alice. <laughs> what? Con Tam. Alice. She's not. Oh, wait. Yeah. I guess she's well, she in spring court. Like, that's... Oh, Alice. That's true. Oh. Okay. But technically, so... she's not there anymore, right? So, like, or she's about to leave. So, so I won't like, count her. Kind of warmish weather. And then Alice, maybe, question mark. And then, like, the con, obviously, Tam and, like, 100 problems. And then you have like the night court, and let's just put pro Reese. Oh, inner court, rainbow, the rainbow bridge, the the artist quarter. The you have a fresh supply of everything. You know, I think Reese would have just topped it all. I mean, fair, fair. I mean, that would have just been done. Fair, but yes, that pro con list should have been done a while. Yeah, she should have figured this out. Oh well, better late than never. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> then she's kind of thinking about just like what their relationship has developed into over these few months. And she 
kind of admits to herself that she's just been using him, not just, but she's been using him as, you know, a place of comfort and stability. He's always able to like, you know, he doesn't coddle her. He brings out her feistiness and helps her just like be herself without feeling bad about it. And that's something that she's really treasured over the time with him, even if she won't admit it. Um, and she wonders like, has he been using her for similar purposes she thinks maybe he's needed to flirt with me taunt me as much for a distraction and sense of normalcy as i did so then i this for a moment frustrates me because it's like she's she realizes how she feels what she's thinking and then she goes back into a oh no it's it's not real it's all fake it's just for fun and i'm just like why are you this way yeah. <laughs> you really just want to pick her up and shake yeah, her so. quite often like out of love but like shake her I'm telling you though. I mean, I I'm telling we'll you it. though. I would much rather read Farah and her like second guessing than Aelin. Oh my god! <laughs> because Farah, Farah's what like we're like fifty five chapters of like guessing, but Aelin is like seven goddamn books. Yes, <laughs> she's like seven books of second guessing and like not being straightforward. So you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay. I mean, sneaky. That's why I approve. I like it. You two, never mind. Keep you two know my thoughts on this. I'm just, I'll let you rant. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. So she finally has a true breakthrough moment because she realizes that she's actually the one that won't let anyone in. So she said this to him. She threw it in his face, but maybe it's her that's just not letting people in. She understands now that she got jealous over him in the spring or summer court, excuse me, because she wanted to be the one that was with him. She wanted to be smiling and just being with him. So even though she's felt guilty for how quickly she's moved on from Tam, which is like, why? But whatever, we won't go there. She she doesn't think that Reese or any of the people that really matter will judge her for that. And I'm just like, yeah, girl, if only you knew. They're waiting. Okay. I was just saying, Reese over here. Reese literally would have like been like down like the moment like you came to the night court from your like wedding. He would have been or like he would have easily been like, oh you, yes, yes. I would I would have loved to seen like her throw the shoe and then like some heat text. It almost seems that that's exactly what should have happened. Honestly, like just yeah. I think I think the. The shoe throwing could have been a great catalyst for that. It was an invitation. You know, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try throwing a shoe at Ian and see what happens. I'm just. You don't think it'll turn? Why do I feel like your shoe will be a lot heavier? I mean, she hit. She had it like heel on. I can. I can throw one of like my moccasins. Like, see. That'll be okay. Okay, to the ladies that listen, or you know, you know, if we have we have a few men that listen, um, if you. A new symbol for like catalyst for sex, shoe throwing. <laughs> it's a new thing. We're gonna make it a thing. You can throw it as hard as you want. You can just lob it at him over on the couch. Like just just casual shoe throw. I'm dead. Okay. I don't know, guys. I'll keep you guys updated. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I did not support domestic violence. I need to say this. Not in a domestic <laughs> violence way. <laughs> Okay, to be clear, clear. this doesn't include steel toe boots 
or like stiletto heels. Soft like, slippers. Like, soft slippers. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I got my moccasins on. I could throw my like little slippies. <laughs> moccasins only. <laughs> Perfect. Not gym shoes. That's just gross. Why don't you try an experiment? Throw your shooty in and see what ha- see see what happens. But see, I don't know if that's a fair experiment because like I don't think anything I do surprises him at this point. So he would probably like literally let it hit him, look at me, and be like, "Are you hungry or something?" See the like, difference. There, Eric would pick up his shoe and lob it back at him. <laughs> okay, when he lob it, he probably fucking launched that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, moving man. on. <laughs> okay, okay, back to Farrah's revelation. She says, maybe it was time to tell Reese to explain that I didn't want to pretend, I didn't want to write it off as a joke or a plan or a distraction, and it'd be hard, and I was scared, and it might be difficult to deal with. Oh, she might be difficult to deal with, sorry. But I was willing to try with him to try to be something together. Finally, Farah. <laughs> Finally. There we go. Oh, man. <laughs> Why couldn't she have her mental shields down for this moment? She wouldn't even have to like swallow her pride and tell him. She could have just like you know used he the out and been shown like, up. he would have just shown up and been like, oh, yes. you know he would have. But do we think he was like? He might have been giving her like a cold shoulder though. He might not have even been tuning in. True. He's mad at her or hurt. That's, but that's what I'm saying. That. She could have like sent it down. You know how they can still send it even if they're ignoring each other. Like they could get each other's attention. So like you send it, and then when he's like. You sent this? I'm like, what? No, I didn't. I didn't know. Shields must have slipped. Like, you know? I'm petty enough, though, that if someone sent it, I would be like, yeah, we'll talk about this tomorrow. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm going to go eat my dessert and wallow a little. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Next level petty. Okay. <clears throat> so she keeps waiting for him because now she's finally ready, but he never comes, which is sad, but... Moving on. Kind of expected though. Like <laughs> I don't know why she thought like he would come. Like after she was like so mean to him. I don't either. I mean, he didn't protect he you from the wind, really... bitch. He's not coming. Like I mean, she was seriously like, <laughs> he's gonna come. Like, no. <laughs> like you were just so mean to him. Like, yeah. You said some really horrible like, things. About yeah. Him. For all that he like is obviously in love with you because you know mates and whatnot. Like he is like a man. You. <laughs> like high lord of the night court he's not gonna just like show up after you were like super mean she literally eviscerated his heart right there i'm sorry yeah. like this is yeah well and i think we know that if he did that to her there's no way she would oh my god him. she would want him groveling and just begging for her forgiveness so why does she expect him to honestly this her? is one of those issues uh, like I, every now and then i do feel like with Feyre and Reese, there's a little bit of a double standard because Reese is literally like perfect. Let's be honest. Like, well, sort of like, except for, you know, like he should have told her they were mates, but whatever. But like, there are often times where the, the balance in their relationship does seem a little off, off track where she expects him to be way more forgiving or understanding and patient. And she doesn't always seem as willing to give that same courtesy to him. It's not always, but. I feel like that's how a lot of SJM relationships yeah. are written. Okay, don't. Mm-mm. I'm not. <laughs> we don't have the time for that tonight. Uh, okay. 
So the next day it's obvious that he's still avoiding her because he's not at breakfast or at lunch. And that gives me um, summer court vibes because that's what she did to him. Thank so. you. Oh, I love that. Ooh, yes. And then, oh, this part is kind of sad. She tries to use their magical note connection and he ignores it. He doesn't even like take it however he does he doesn't magically winnow it to where wherever he that's almost worse she decides to distract that like the paper doesn't i'd rather the paper disappear and he not answer than just like write knowing what it's supposed to do and then just watch the paper just like sit there that's like being left on red like when you send (laughs) a really risky text and all of a sudden you get it read and it's like wait why don't you see the dots it's just red (laughs) no it says red and you're like why are they responding? Was this too risky? Oh, delete, done. Go get drunk. You had that down to a T there. <laughs> uh, possibly. Oh, a little too wait. much. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, so she decides that she needs a distraction and she remembers that there is a bigger picture going on here and decides to go see Amran and see about this book. But... It goes back to Reese because as soon as she arrives, Cameron's like, ah, oh, the reason why Reese bit my head off this morning. So clearly she's seen him and he is unhappy or, you know, however you want to interpret that. But she tells Farrah that he went off to hunt whoever attacked them. And he, um, she's not sure if it was people from the summer court. It seems unlikely, but... It is clear that enemies have a track on Reese's magic, and any time he uses his power or winnows, they'll be able to track him, which, no bueno. That's really How did they do good. that? Um, I guess yeah, yeah like the, you have the track trace on you. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, he's the most yeah. powerful high lord. And How did they get... I just don't understand. Is it the call? Then they did they use the like diminished yeah. cauldron's power? I thought okay, Hybern okay. was like using the cauldron to like track because he's like a sneaky bastard. Maybe I don't remember. I, yeah, I was gonna say I honestly don't remember, and I for I once like haven't actually read it at the end of the book because you know okay when, like, when when we're there yeah yeah when Hybern's okay. like telling them his like nefarious he's doing life. his villain monologue as yeah. an evil yeah the villain monologue yeah. the typical villain monologue. <laughs> Uh, so then um, she, Amran, tells Farah that Farah and Reese will be leaving in a couple days. They're going to go to Valar. No, they'll be leaving Valaris to go to the Illyrian war camp because they'll leave from there when the mortal mean girl queens summon. in. Oh. <laughs> um, she, she wonders why they wouldn't leave immediately. And Amran says, because... Starfall is tomorrow, girl. And yes, we do not want to miss Starfall, which she's pretty vague on what that is. Basically, um, it's a day that's celebrated all throughout the lands, but only in the night court is it called Starfall. And she'll just have to wait and see why it's so awesome. So... We're looking forward to that. And then as she goes to leave, Amran says what I find to be like an un Amran like emotion or statement. And she says, you know, when Reese came back after Amarantha, he was a ghost. He pretended he wasn't, but he was. You made him come alive. And just break me. Oh, that's so precious. 
And the fact that Amryn would say mm-hmm. that I think is really significant because she's she doesn't have time for that. She doesn't have time for emotions. So again, we're back with Sarah regretting the things that she said. And she has a moment of worry where she's concerned that like what she did has broken what they had. And again, she just no, doesn't, she know, doesn't even know. But um, but then she says he's lucky to have all of you. And Amryn continues with her softer side. No, she said, <clears throat> we are lucky to have him, Farah. I turned from the door. Wait, I turned from the door. I've known many high lords, cruel ones, cunning ones, weak ones, powerful ones, but never one that dreamed, not as he does. Dreams of what? Of peace, of freedom, of a world united, a world thriving, of something better for all of us. And then Farah says he thinks he'll be remembered as the villain in the story. But I forgot to tell him that the villain is usually the person who locks up the maiden and throws away the key. He was the one who let me out. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is one of the best lines. There are so many good quotes in this book. And I feel like that one is I don't see that one enough. I really don't because that one like. Where the hell is the bookish candle for that one? Oh, I'm just saying, you don't well, see that one. Like? I don't know. Freedom? I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Freedom? We don't need a candle for that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But, like, I, like that whole, like, I mean, we all know how I feel about Amran. Like, let's be honest. But, like, this whole scene, like you were saying, Sky, to see her, like, it takes a lot for her to show any type of emotion. And to see her not only defend Reese at this point, but kind of like push fair to be like, hey, you don't really know what you got. Like, could you could you maybe appreciate him more? Because that's kind of like a subtext, I feel like, too, like letting her know, like, hey, you really like he's he's a treasure. And I think it's kind of cute to call him a treasure because Amrin loves treasure and she like she values it. And I think to her, the inner circle are a treasure to her. And this kind of shows you that, like she values them and everything. So, yeah. But I need this quote more. Well, and we know, right. Well, and we know that Amran knows that they're mates. We find that out at some point. Yeah, like smelled it or something weird. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's really, it says more about her as well, that she's not just like, here it is. I'm going to just tell you. Mm -hmm. She's having patience and she is letting Farah figure it out. She's respecting Reese. And I think that's just, I think this scene says a lot about Amron as well and I love that mm-hmm. so then Farah goes about her business she keeps trying to contact Reese um, via their magic notes by teasing him and just trying to like get him to acknowledge her but then she does what she does she gets mean again <laughs> she says is this punishment or do people in your inner circle not get second chances if they piss you off you're a hateful coward oh my god <laughs> That's literally the worst thing you could possibly say right now. Yes, but she goes from being like, oh my god, he let me out and he's the best to you hateful coward. What are you doing? That's a real like zero to sixty. Like that that shit got real. Yeah, it's a change in tune. Um, so that's the last thing she says, and later on she sees the note finally disappear. And I think this is amazing because she starts getting ready and even though the note has disappeared Reese does not respond and I just think that's like some next level like I'm gonna show you that I have been reading your notes this is 
I'm not responding to this. You crazy. Wait, That's so what if, exactly. what if even though like earlier the paper didn't move, what if the magic of it lets him actually see what set, like he knows what it says, it only disappears when he wants to write back. So what if he actually has been seeing everything? And just she didn't realize it. I kind of always assumed that. Oh, well, I, I, that was so, oh, I like that. Okay, well, that's my headcanon now. Because that makes it even funnier than that he really has just been like, no. Rough. No. <laughs> Leaving her in red. Oh, God. Uh, so, yes, that is the end of chapter 43. And like I said, I think it's just really a pivotal chapter. I think it there's a lot of development there and and we took a lot of time on it but it's just a few pages and we get a lot story out of, of that. our lives <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and i think she it, it says a lot about her relationship with reese her relationship with herself um but then also there's like this identity moment where she is ready to admit like i belong with the night court the court of dreamers mm-hmm. and i'm i'm good with that so yeah that's i i agree that's uh, that's probably actually one of my like like you said when you started it's like one of my favorite like lesser like talked about books like underrated art books jesus chapter so that's a good sign for how chapter 44 is about to go guys so uh buckle up because apparently my mind is not working thanks madison love the hype um so blame uh i guess madison and caitlin really they they gave me the starfall chapter so i mean i hope you guys are cozy got a drink got some like snacks because it's about to be a long ride um so we start off the chapter and she's uh fair getting ready for starfall and honestly this chapter starts out with a description of the starfall dress and let me just tell you this dress is the dress like I'm not necessarily, like, huge, like, oh, I'm hot, like, oh, I got a banging bod, but, like, I feel like anybody in this dress would be, like, I can conquer the world. Like, this dress just screams, like, beauty, grace, confidence. I just, okay. So, and also we get the tidbit. She's beauty, she's grace, she's Miss United I know, States. That's what I was <laughs> Damn it. I do want to say, I do want to say, because you're going to talk about what the dress looks like, but yeah. when I, when you read the description, it always reminds me of, like, Blair Waldorf's, like, wedding dress. <laughs> because, like, yes, right? Yes! Like, from Gotham Girl, her wedding dress? Yes! And, like, I always, I always wanted that for my wedding dress, but, like, I can never pull that off. I'm going to have to rewatch that episode, though, because that's agree. not what's coming to mind, but, like, you, you I'm do, sorry, you. what? Her, Chuck Bass, you don't rewatch that episode already? I have, I feel like I'm going to yell at I haven't rewatched Gossip Girl in years. You don't, no, no, you don't rewatch the whole thing. You only rewatch the greatest Chuck Bass moments. <laughs> Is that what you do? All right, well, you do. I've never seen this show. You're not honestly missing that much. Chuck Bass is the only one that matters. And honestly, he's a creep throughout a lot of this show still. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. He tries to, like, rape people in the freaking first season. Oh, my God. Thank you, Sky. That's what I'm saying. Listen. He does have redemptions, but, like, still. We're not going to get into this. Go on. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way, so you think what you want, but this dress, and it's even better knowing that Reese's mom, like, made them, you know? Like, now knowing that tidbit, when you go back and reread, like, all of her outfits, you're just like, oh my gosh. So 
It crafted of tiny blue gems so pale they were almost white. It clung to every curve and hollow before draping to the floor and pooling like liquid starlight. The long sleeves were tight, capped at the wrist with cuffs of pure diamond. Are you kidding me right now? Cuffs of pure diamond? Huh. The neckline... I would be Wait, why would this? this? Like, diamond lie. is literally indestructible. I feel like this would be perfect to wear. No, but I would be... No, like, I'm some rip man would take it off in the bathroom and she'd it. leave it there. Also, like, you could... It's a magical... <laughs> it's magic, no, I'm, I'm sure. It's like, like, I feel like their clothes probably don't, like, rip very easily. So, the neckline grazed my collarbones, the modesty of it undone by how the gown hugged areas I supposed a, fe I supposed a female might enjoy showing off. So, like, she remembers, she's just now, she notices right before that, like, the fullness has come back to her face, her body. Like, she's, she is physically recovering from the mental anguish, which is, we love to see it. That's awesome. That's great. That's another thing I've talked about before. I really do appreciate that Sarah J. Moss emphasizes love for all types of body, like, bodies, for sure. But she emphasizes, like, the, you are beautiful when you're healthy. Yes. Like beauty is when you are healthy and your body is like your, you really can like you, your body is what it should be. If that makes sense. Like that's what she really emphasizes. And I really appreciate that. So her hair had been swept off her face with two combs of like silver and diamond. And it like draped down her back. And she literally thinks that she's like, I look like a fallen star. And I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds I like when I first read this, I'm not gonna lie, I had trouble picturing it clearly because I was like, oh my god, this just sounds so beautiful. But I've seen so much fan art of this dress, and every single interpretation is like a little bit different, and they're all beautiful. I I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. You know how Blissfully Bookish does those outfit pins? Yes! Have you guys seen this? I need this one. Catherine, if you're listening, make us the star yes. dress. Yes, please. Please and thank you. So uh, Reese is still MIA, which, you know what? Fair. I'm just going to say it fair. It's, it's probably best. Can I just say real quick? Oh, I what? love how that Reese, you know, because Reese picks out her dresses. Yeah, mom made them. But they're very, you know, form-fitting yeah. and they go with her figure or whatever. <laughs> like Tamlin had her wearing these big poofy ass dresses that like with the gloves everything did nothing man. for her like oh man don't Good even get me, don't even get me started don't. so reese is still mia but she gets to the top of the the townhouse because they have to fly up to the um house of wind and she sees a winged muscular figure and her heart stumbles. I'm like, girl, you got it bad. Can you please just admit it and stay with that instead of like keep going around in circles, right? But it's Cass. But we still love Cass, so that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm giggling, though, because she's like, oh, you what? Like he compliments her. She compliments him. You know, it's all good fun. And she's like, oh, he was out of his fighting clothes and armor. He's in a black tunic that's cut to show off his warrior body. Oh. And I love this. His black hair had been brushed and smoothed. Even his wings look cleaner. So I'm like, I love that she's emphasizing that he's actually brushed his hair. Because then I think about Hagrid at the Yule Ball where they're like, Hagrid, did you brush your beard? <laughs> or did you comb your beard? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. Because it, it does, like, honestly, though, like, Cass is a little bit unruly and wild. So it is kind of funny that she's like, oh, he brushed his hair back. That's nice. He took a shower. <laughs> the bar is low for men my god um 
Yeah, but they literally know, just take ridiculous. a shower and they look fine. There's a reason I'm wearing this beanie right now to record, guys. Um, so they finally, they arrived to this little soiree and I just want to say the aesthetic of this like event, I live for it. I want it in all aspects of my life. I want it when I'm eating breakfast. I want it like at date night. I want it when I'm reading like this. I just want my home to be like this. So she wants it it when she's taking a pee. Like she just, I just need this aesthetic. All right. It's beautiful. (laughs) Don't, don't judge me. So all of the lights are out, which she obviously at the time was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, okay. So all the white is coming from, like, fey light, which I imagine is just, like, very, like, soft, blue, natural, like, dim light, which is gorgeous in and of itself. Um, so, like, there's a clink of the glasses. There's giant food spreads. See, there's food spreads. That's all I, like, really, that's probably part of the reason I love this. But, like, there's giant food spreads. There's bottles of sparkling wine everywhere. You can just hear the clinking and, like, quiet conversation. It's just this entire party just is a mood. I'm loving it. And then she's like, okay, so, like, they land. Cassie, and somebody, like, yells, like, hey, Cassie, what's up? Says hi to him, right? And he, like, kind of says, like, okay. He, like, claps her on the shoulder, like, be a good girl. Make friends. <laughs> and he walks away, and he's, like, talking with some other, like, tall male. And that's when Feyre looks around, um, and she's like, he, Cassie, and Amor had all been quiet today. Understandably so. I scanned for signs of my other, and the word stops her in her tracks. Friends. It's the first time she's openly been like, my friends. And my friends. And I love this. She's like, the words sounded in my head. Was that what they were? And then she doesn't quite, because right when I first read that, I was like, if this next paragraph is her spiraling about whether they're her friends, I'm going to really lose my shit. But it's not. She lets, she's like, they're my friends. Dope. Um, friends, yay. I know, right? Like, I love, I, SJM is actually really good with like the mental health and the recovery and things like that. Like you see it here, you see with Aylin, she goes through a lot of traumatic events and coming into her own, <clears throat> excuse me, identity. Uh, Bryce getting over. Yeah, well, yeah, her exactly. actual identity. Um, you see Bryce <laughs> kind of recovering from the trauma and the loss throughout the book, and then she embraces part of her true identity at the end. Like SJM's really good with this sort of thing. So as she looks for her friends, yes, I love it. Um, Armin's nowhere in sight, but she sees a golden head at the same time that Moore sees her. And Moore comes walking up, and I tell you what, this queen, oh my, she owns any room she's in. So she's wearing a gown of, I love that it's a gown of pure white, because white's like pure and like, you know, like virginal and like, oh, so innocent. But the gown itself, (laughs) so it's a gown of pure white, but it's little more than a slip of silk that showed off her generous curves. So to me, it's on level with, like, almost on level with what Feyre wore in the Court of Nightmares. Like, it's, like, it's hot. Let's put it that way. It is hot. More is hot. Like, that's just, it's just a fact. I got, um, I don't know why. I, I don't know, like, a great, like, an ancient Grecian vibe, though. Like, a little bit, like, of a, like, a revealing, like, yeah. style. That style, you know, how they, like, wrap around, cut down low. I mean, yeah. not a full toe. Well, I'm not, like, a weirdo. Well, yeah. but, okay, Caitlin. All right. Caitlin misses toga parties in college. Uh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, man. Uh, oh, the good days. Okay. So, anyways, so it's funny. is She's walking towards Feyre, and Feyre happens to notice behind her that Az is just blatantly staring at Moore's ass. Just like, boom. Like, laser focus. Um, and nobody else notices, but... Feyre literally says, for a moment, the ravenous hunger on Azrael's face made my stomach tighten. And then she's like, oh, 
Well, especially because she immediately can relate to it because she's like, I remember that feeling. Like, that's what she was feeling in the Court of Nightmares. So, like, for her to see someone else show that level of desire is almost, like, making her well, think back like, on it. how long too. has he been feeling this? Like, I just I want good things for Az. Like, I want... I just... Well, we all know what yep. I want, but like I want good things for Az. Yeah, yeah, he deserves it. So more, and again, nobody will tell Feyre what's about to happen. So she's like, Moore's like, oh, it's almost time. Like, won't be long now. And Feyre's like, for what, my God? Like, I just imagine her at this point be like, for the love of God, what is about to happen? Because that's I would literally be like, what is going on? I'd be like really cagey. Like, is this like a good thing? Like, what's going on? And then Moore's just like, until the fun. I'm like, dude, come on. And I love this because Feyre's looking around at the party. She's like, is, is this not, like, the fun? And Moore's like, ah, no, we don't really give a shit about this. Like, fuck that. That's not, that's not the event. Like, yay, people, whatever. But, like, that's not it. And we find out that Amran actually won't be coming because something about Starfall disturbs her. And now it makes me kind of sad because it, Starfall upsets her. But it's understandable if you think how she came to be in their world. She literally fell through like a portal, essentially. Something like a portal. And so, like, she fell into this world. And if you think about it, Starfall, as we know, it's like the Reese explains it as, like, the soul is going across, right? Going across worlds and everything, like, searching. We know, like, that's how Aelin appears in Kingdom of Ash. Like, that's that's when Reese kind of, like, waves at her with a very pregnant Feyre that we really need to figure out that timeline. But that's a discussion for another time. But, like, so I'm sure for Omran, it is probably kind of upsetting, a little unsettling. Like, you know what I mean? It probably dredges up some, like, some sad like memories you know because this is almost how she came to be in the world so i thought that was kind of sad and then it just gets sadder because we get we finally like um basically more starts talking about like she has to go back to the court of nightmares um and it's obviously nobody wants to go back like she definitely doesn't want to go back there um and then more more's like, yeah, but I'm gonna go to you go with you to the Illyrian war camp and then like come back. And Feyre's like, oh Feyre is definitely fishing here, by the way. This is a full fishing expedition. This is like fast pro shop shit. She's literally like, Cassian will be happy about that. What you know, cause the fish get it? I totally got the fucking reference. <laughs> I just wasn't prepared for it. My bad guys, sorry. Um, <laughs> so Cat she's like, oh, Cassian will be happy about that. And more just like snorts and goes, maybe. And then Pharaoh's like, so you two never, you know, like boom, trickle, wow, wow. And Moore's like, once, well, not even. I was 17. He wasn't even a year older. So they were literally like 18 and 17, which, I mean, we read plenty of young adult where like as teens are having sex at that age. I mean, I, I was having sex Do at that age. Do you find so that like, as you get older, it's like weirder to read about that? Children. Not. I'm like, <laughs> the, yes, the older I get, children. I'm like, oh man, this is so weird. <laughs> Okay. No, I have this every time I read anything with like eighteen year olds, I just add ten years and I'm like, I'm gonna pretend they're nope. not eighteen. Hey, I'm just I do that. That's just what I do. I honestly I don't even think I just automatically do that in my head, like I age them. But like on the same level and then part of me is like, You little hypocrite, because I'm like, I mean, you no, right? I'm like, what the hell? I'm but like, oh my god. I'm like, man, I feel like my parents like you know like really <laughs> old and judgmental and i'm like damn i'm not even that old but like ooh, fair i don't even know if it's so much being judgmental just more of like 
I don't want to think about Yes, that's my thing. I'm just like, I'm not, I don't care if you have sex. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care if you're having sex. I don't care. I just, I don't need to have that. I don't, that's not. But regardless, I think it's crazy is that like, think how, I mean, to us, an 18 or 17 year old are young, right? Imagine how young that is to a high fae. They live for centuries. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. So like, I, I don't know why. I always just assumed like that they... Because that also means that her fucking family was trying to sell her off at the age of 17 when she had centuries to live. Are you fucking kidding? Oh, my God. My rage from last week is coming back. I'm sorry. I'm going to back up. I'm going to back up. It's fine. Well, and it makes you wonder how quickly they, like, develop maturity-wise. So was she 17, like, by our standards, or was she younger mindset? Yeah, that's that's what it's, it's. Yeah, like, when does puberty hit? Like, what's going on? Because later in the books, we find out that Reese and all the other ones, when they were at the Illyrian war camps and fighting, I mean, they, they were, like, up till, like, I think it was, like, late 20s. They were, like, puberty, like, uh, like, let's have sex, let's fight. Like, you know, like, that's where they were. Well, that's what it said. It literally said all they wanted to do was fight and fuck. Get off of me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. God. I'm glad Sky's here. She can see how you two bully me. So, basically, we find out that, um... Moore visited Reese at the camp for two weeks when he was training, which I thought that was nice. Because, like, remember, we talked about how, like, at the war camps, they're literally isolated from everyone. So that was nice. Um, Cass, as and Moore became friends. Um, but Reese and his mom had to go back to the night court one night, and as went with them. I'm sure he regrets that decision to this day. Um, so Cassian and her were left alone, and one thing led to another. And she was like, meh, I wanted Cassian to be the one who did it. I want it to choose. That line is so powerful. I wanted to choose because she was facing a situation where all of her, all of her, um, what am I trying to say? Um, all of her autonomy, all of her choice, all of her control was being, like, they were trying to take it away. And I wanted to choose. Bad bitch. I love it. Um, And even Faye was like, man, I wonder if Az wishes he had been there. Like, it's a little awkward. Um. Yeah, but I feel like Ad would have gotten too attacked. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it might have been it even messier. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like half the reason why they, why she picked him, because also knew that, like, Cassian would probably be able to, like, kind of, like, yeah, he's going to get pissed yeah, off. Yeah, that's actually a good, that's be, a good like, point. Attached. That's actually a very good point. Um, so Reese comes back in the morning. He learned what happened. Um, and I like this. It's actually a capitalized term, the incident. She's like, we don't talk about it. So apparently he and Cass just, like, fought. Um, and he was pissed it like and i like this she knows that reese wasn't pissed that like oh no you slept with someone it was literally he was he was pissed that cassian put her in danger by that act so i like that again we see our our boy reese is a, a good feminist so we love that um so she she was like he was trying to protect as was pissed too um because they knew what their family would do and she just goes they were right which she's just leaving the rest, which I don't need to rehash that again because it's just fucking awful. Um, so Ferris Stills, she's in the bass tournament. She's still fishing. She's like, so you and Cassie and you were never like you were never together again after that. And more just like last kind of quietly and goes, no, like I was desperate, reckless that night. I picked him not just for his kindness, but because I wanted it to be with like one of the legendary like warrior, Illyrian warriors, which I'm like, girl, props. I like that. That's dope. Um, so... They just, it's never happened again. And she's like, wait, so like, have you been with anyone else? And I like this. Moore's had lovers, but she, 
and she pauses and says, I get bored. And I'm like, well, uh, I mean, that's probably true too. It's probably true too, but like, there's a little bit more of that story. Let's put it that way. Um, but I love this. She's like, dude, Cassian's has lovers too. So don't think he's in some like unrequited love thing. And I was like, oh honey, that's not who Feyre thinks has unrequited love, babe. And you know it. Like, we know you know it. Um, and then Moore's like, oh, it's, it's irritated Cassian for years that, like, I don't, like, he just wants what he can't have. And Reese decides to make his grand entrance here. <laughs> oh, it drives him insane. And she, like, he's literally, like, right behind Ferris. So he, like, basically, like, came up behind her. Um, and her heart just, like, stops. Or, like, or, sorry, sorry, sorry. She, like... She doesn't, her answer doesn't stop, but she's like, oh, God. And he's literally circling her, looking at her, smirking, like, oh, you look like a woman again. And I'm like, look, that's definitely classic Reese, <laughs> but do not tell me that that man's, okay, my headcanon is that he's been, like, lurking, watching her for a while. Oh. Like, at the event. Like, he was just in the shadows. Yeah. He didn't want anybody to bother him. He's been watching her just waiting he's like oh i've i've got to go in with like a really like snarky like funny line you know and he saw this and he's like yeah make fun of cast so he popped in but do not tell me with a funny snarky line do not tell me that he wasn't just admiring her and trying to build up the courage because he also knew that he was kind of in the wrong too so like he thinks that he was in the wrong like just as much when really she was more in the wrong but whatever i'm telling you right now that man's heart stopped seeing her in that dress do not tell me that the High Lord of the Night Court did not literally go and just, like, melt a little, okay? Because he did. That's, I'm just telling you. But again, as Sky would say, Favor could just, you know, suck it up and be like, oh, he's talking to me again. And be like, oh, great. Or she could go, no. She goes, no. <laughs> and she's just like, do you plan to ignore me some more? And I'm just like, bitch, obviously not. Let it go. Like, he looks delicious. Let it go. Let it go. I think the evil cackle afterwards really brought that just beauty. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then he even tries to say, he's like, I wasn't punishing you. I just, I needed time. Um, And nobody else, by now, like, Moore's locked away and, like, it's just her and Reese. And, like, she's literally looking around for somebody to, like, save her. Like, she's like, I need somebody else to talk to. Um, And she's like, Will you please just tell me, like, what this is? So she's still being kind of snippy. And he gets up right behind her, and he's literally speaking into her ear. So he's, like, leaning down, speaking into her ear. Everybody knows that's that's dope as shit, okay? It's dope when, like, the guys are behind. Like, it's dope. I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I'm so short and Ian's tall. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. So, I'm taller than my husband. That shit ain't happening. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Ian's almost a foot he taller than me. You have to, like, me. fucking stand on a rock or, like, go... <laughs> like... Okay, well, I'm sorry. For me, I think it's hot. Whatever. Okay, it's cute. So, um, he just says, look up. And she does. And the crowd hushes, too. So, they all know it's coming. And I love what kind of ruler he is. Because Feyre's literally like, oh, you're not going to make a speech for your guests? And he's like, this isn't about me. Like, tonight's not about me. Like, you know, I mean, reluctantly, because he doesn't want to be High Lord. But you know Tamwin at some event would make it all about him. I mean, Calamari's literally about him fucking someone. So... Oh, my God. Love you. But, like, he would obviously, like, make it very much, like, reassert his power that he's, like, above people. Whereas Reese is like, this isn't about me. Like, just watch the sky. And I just, this sounds so pretty. So we finally find out what Starfall is. 
A star vaulted across the sky, brighter and closer than any I'd seen before. The crowd in the city below cheered, raising their glasses at it, as it passed right overhead. And only when it had disappeared over the curve of the horizon did they drink deeply. So they literally, it's, it's like a very elegant drinking game, you know? Like, they just, like, drink to celebrate. They watch the stars. But she takes a step back into Reese. And she literally, she, like, feels this power in his scent. And then she snaps back and, re- like, thinks that the quarter nightmares was, like, a fluke or a mistake. And she steps right out of it. I'm like, girl, God, duh. Okay, fine. So another star goes across, twirling and twisting over itself as if it were reveling in its own sparkling beauty. It was chased by another and another until a brigade of them were unleashed from the edge of the horizon like a thousand archers had loosed them from mighty bows. That sounds... Like, I've seen, like, meteor showers, and they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I've been in, like, isolated areas where, like, you can see every star in the sky. It's beautiful, but this... Oh my god, this sounds so beautiful and obviously, you know, it sounds like the perfect backdrop to telling someone you're their mate. Be, uh, yes. I'm just or for a perfect, perfect yes. setting. I'm just I'm just saying. And Feyre even I goes, think, I, frankly, I think everything in the in any sort of fey realm is just more elegant. That's fair. They do have a Give me element. a fey realm and it's more elegant than whatever is here. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is not the greatest sometimes. Uh, so she even admits she's like, I'd never seen anything so beautiful. And like, they just keep coming and like people start dancing. And this is when the real celebration. So like there people are watching them. They're drinking, they're dancing They're It's a celebration. It's joyful, joyous, peaceful dancing. And her and Reese are just kind of standing to the side watching. And more and as and Cass, the three of them dancing together. God, this is either very awkward or very hot. I can't decide. Moore's head tipped back to the sky, arms up, the starlight gleaming on the pure white of her gown. So now that makes perfect sense while she wore the white because it would like reflect all the light. That's a dope choice. Just saying. Dancing as if it might be her last time, flowing between as and Cass like the three of them were one unit, one being. That's beautiful, but also I need more action like that. I'm just saying. Why is there no fan art of that? Whoa! You're so right. You're so right. Because everyone, because like Starfall is such a pivotal moment for like Reese and Farrah, they're so distracted by that. Like they're so distracted by them on the roof together that it's like everything else. Yeah. Everything else falls That's aside. That's true. Yeah. And there should picture. be fan art of that. Well, because you always see the fan art when it's Starfall of they of Reese and Feyre in the dress, especially and like when the stars hit. So like I definitely yeah. This is a plea to anyone with me. What? I can totally see them being like on top and then down in the corner. There's just this tiny little (laughs) like dancing around. You just see the wings and like the blonde hair, and you're like, oh okay, that looks right. That's right. So shit's bad. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking that now. image is just great. So she's seeing this beautiful moment and she's like, oh, these are my friends. Like she's calling in their friends. And she turns around and Reese is looking at them and his face is soft, sad. And that's when she's like, they were separated for 50 years and they're already basically being cleaved apart so soon to deal with the, the threat. And he kind of catches her looking and he's like, come, there's a better view, quieter. Now, okay. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But, like, when you were reading this the first time, when he was like, hey, come on, there's a better view. 
Um, let's go somewhere quieter. Did anybody else have a thought where I was like, is he about to finally put the moves on her? Are we about to get some freaky time? Like, I, th- I thought I- we were going to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I agree. I yeah, something. The first I was like, man, happened. like he's this is like classic, you know, like oh, yeah, like, I, 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 okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Um, so they go to they you know, for all that Starfall's talked about. This moment is climactic and anticlimactic at the same time because it's like, oh right. my god, like yes, true, like, uh, nothing. It yeah, that's fair. Like, it's just cute. especially with the first read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They had the first read through. Yes. Yeah. So they go to like this little private balcony. So the patios are below. So they're just like kind of higher up above people. Um, and she she's just like sitting on the balcony rail, and she kind of looks over, and he's like, "I'd stop you before, like I'd catch you." And she's like, "Not before I screw, like not before you know I was really close, right?" So Reese and Farrah have, like, this cute little, like, dual apology, like, moment where, like, they're both like, oh, I'm sorry. Again, though, I'm going to say, like, Reese is apologizing basically on the same level that Farrah is. And I feel like he has less to apologize for. But, I mean, as I said, it's, it's weird. It, like, it happens throughout the uh, relationship. But, oh, well. Um, and that's when Pharaoh, like, kind of, they, they hit, like, a lull in the, in the conversation, and Pharaoh looks up, and she's like, wait a second, those aren't stars, like, they're not stars, because she can, like, look and see, and he's like, no, our ancestors thought they were, but they're actually, like, they're spirits, they're on this, like, yearly migration to somewhere, so, like, not a lot of answers, just a lot, like, we know they're spirits, we know they're, like, they come back on the same day every year, nobody knows why, um, and apparently they'll, they keep coming all night, literally until dawn. Um, but Reese does say, like, there's less and less, um, especially, like, the last time I witnessed this, which kind of reminds you that he was, you know, prisoner for 50 years, that we tend to forget that. Um, and one of the, okay, so this this line that he about he says is so full of hope, but at the same time, very sad. He goes, because she's asking, like, why do they keep coming back? Maybe that one star will make the trip forever out of the hope that someday, if it keeps coming back often enough, another star will find it again. Like, there's hope in that statement, you know? Like, oh, you'll find it. And it's definitely, I feel like, an analogy for he, like him in Feyre, where he's pushed through so much, he survived so much in the hopes of, like, one day he'll find his happiness, and that's Feyre. Feyre is that other star that he's waiting on. So I think that's really beautiful. Um, sad, but beautiful, honestly. Um, and so they have, they kind of, like, pass into this comfortable silence, which is good. Like when you have someone that you can be in a comfortable silence with, there's like, that's really like, there's nothing better than that. Let's be honest, you know, um, until he breaks it with something real sad. And I hate this. It's, ugh. Ugh. Okay. He says every year that I was under the mountain and Starfall came around, Amarantha made sure that I serviced her. Oh, that's so cringy. Uh, the entire night. Starfall is no secret, even to outsiders. Even the Court of Nightmare crawls out of the human city to look up at the sky. So she knew. She knew what it meant to me. And I like Feyre here. Her, her response seems short, but honestly, I think it's okay. She goes, I'm sorry. And she's like, it was all I could offer. And honestly, sometimes that's all you need from someone, you know? Like, if you're if you're letting, letting everything out, you're t- talking through a trauma or something just like explaining your feelings sometimes that's all you need is 
like validation or just like an acknowledgement of your pain, you know? And that's what Pharaoh offers him here, which I think is beautiful. Um, and he's like, I got through it by reminding my friends are safe. Valaris was safe. Nothing else mattered. So this is kind of a glimpse and like kind of foreshadowing, in my opinion, that Reese is truly selfless. Like he is willing to give up anything for those he loves, for his city, for his people. And this is sad where she's like, well, why aren't you down there? And he's like, no, they don't know what she did. And we find out that he basically it sounds like he doesn't share like and this should show Pharaoh something, too, that he's sharing this with her and no one else. Like his friends of like 500 plus years, you know, he doesn't want to share the burden. Um, and they understand each other more than anyone else could because Pharaoh's like, look, they'd be happy to let if you let them like shoulder some of that burden. And he goes the same way you rely on others to help with your own troubles, because obviously she doesn't. And so they're more alike than they care to admit. They're both very selfless people. They're devoted to those they love. Like it is cute. Like they have the same sense of like protectiveness for those they love. And I'm sorry guys, but like this whole scene, I'm basically going to like read through it with some commentary because it's just so good. So and she's like, oh, I've got everything I want to say. And their hands kind of touch. And, like, she looks up at him. And she turns to him. And she's about to kiss him. I swear to God she is. And boom. Gets hit in the face by a flying spirit, which is not something you can say happens every that day. That is you not know? a cock block. I don't know what is. <laughs> what does that mean for well, the okay, thank you. That's, what I That's my question. So, like. Did it hit her and like great, like hit her and graze and then like zoomed off again? Or like, did she just like forever kill? Or, or did she kill their journey? Like, I don't know. It seems awful sad. I don't know. I, I'm going to go with like it hits her and like rebounds, you know, it like goes back. It just and like she, took a shit on her. Just, like, oh, like, oh God. <laughs> so <laughs> she like, she like reels back because she literally just got hit in the face. Like it probably did hurt a little. And Reese lets out a laugh. Like, he's laughing. And she's like, I could have been blinded. And he's just laughing. Like, he is busting a gut laughing at her. And she's like, real laughter. Open and delighted and lovely. And I think that's what stops her temper. Because, like, she's... He, this is probably one of the first time she's heard his, like, unguarded, just, like, pure, unadult, like, just laughter. And so she wipes at her face. She pulls her hands down. And she notices... There's like pale green light, like drops of paint glowed and flecked on my hand. And so she, she even says, she's like, I don't know if I should be horrified or amused or like disgusted. Like what's going on? Some and she goes to wipe it off and Reese grabs her hands and says, don't. It looks like your freckles are glowing. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and she went to shove him. And he sidesteps her and like they're trying to like, like they have this little cute moment and he gets, boom, he gets nailed in the face and he's like, now it's his turn to like weep back. He's cursing and she's laughing like a cackling laugh, which I feel on a spiritual level. And she just keeps laughing and laughing and like the entire left side of his face is covered, which I think is hilarious. And it was like heavenly war paint. So this is the second time within like a minute that she equates things to paint. So we see what's coming. And he looks over and she peers up and he went still as death. She took one of his hands and she traced a star shape on the top of his palm, playing with the glimmer in the shadows until it looked like one of the stars that hit them. She paints. She painted. This is a painting. Don't tell me. Otherwise, she painted on his palm, guys. She's finally painting. 
and he looks up and he's smiling at her. Oh my God, this is so cute. He's smiling and she's like, oh my God, he looks so unhigh lord like. He's got like the glowing dust. He's grinning back. She grins back and she doesn't even realize what she had done. And his, his smile fades and his, his lips just like partly slight. And he was like, smile again. And if that isn't one of the cutest fucking things I've ever read, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, guys. Like, I just, I can't. So, and that's when she's like, oh my God. She realizes in all this time, she did not want smile for him. And she's like, that this male that before me, my friend, I was like, God, oh, he's so much more than the friend. But yes, that's a good, that's a good foundation. Friends is good. And she's like, oh my God, I just, I painted. Like she realizes what she'd done. And she smiles at him broad and without restraint. He literally says, you're exquisite. What kind of response? Like when somebody says you're exquisite, not, hey, you look good or you're pretty or like. I mean, that's what you tell your best friend. Oh, shut up, Matt. I mean, I do tell you guys very often that you're beautiful, but besides the point. Do I respond correctly whenever you say that? No. No. Okay, fair exactly. point. Fair, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Exactly. So, so she literally, he's like, you're exquisite. And so she's like, the air is too tight, too close between us. And I was like, that's, that's, called, that's, sexual, that's called sexual tension. No, and, that's me. <laughs> so she, and I, this is kind of cute. But, like, she was trying to bring it back, and he's like, uh-uh, we're, we're doing this. Because she's like, you owe me two thoughts. And he's like, okay, one is, and this is, okay, again. He's like, I was, like, you want to know why I didn't speak to you for the past couple days? I was convinced you'd throw me out on my ass. I just, I figured hiding was a better alternative. He's, like, dragging his hair through his hand. I just feel he's, like, really awkward and, like, shy right here. But he's like, I was just trying to hide. I don't want to get yelled at. Like, okay. And, like, first off. He thought she would throw him out of his own townhome. Like, he already viewed it as hers. Like, let's be honest. Everything in his life is already hers. Like, I'm telling you right now, he already, he went to his little fay attorney and had everything put in her name, too. Like, she's a co-signer on everything now. She doesn't know it, but she Says is. Says the attorney. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? No. He did it, okay? And just, just to clarify, the two thoughts are back from when... They were exchanging thoughts. Yeah, way back. Yeah. Yeah, like way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I should have clarified. So it's like way back. And she's like, oh, who would have thought the High Lord would be afraid of an illiterate human? And then she's like, and he like nudges her with the elbow. Like they're being so comfortable with each other. I'm like, oh my God, just at least kiss here. And she's like, tell me another thought. And this, he's, I'm telling you, he was going for it, guys. He was going for it. He was going to do it. I'd say he has game. He's like, I'm wishing I could take back that kiss under the mountain. And she's like, oh, yeah, that kiss. That was awful, man. That was, like, brutal. And she's, like, just looking, and she's like, why? And I'm like, bitch, what, why do you think? Like, well, let's look at, play along, sure. And his gaze settled on the hand that he'd, she'd painted, and he, like, can't look at her because he's so nervous. Because I didn't make it pleasant for you. And I was jealous and pissed off. And I knew you hated me. He literally just admitted that way back when he was already jealous. Yeah. And she just kind of glazes over. And she's like, dangerous territory. I warned myself. I was like, really? Like, what is this? Like, lost in space? Danger. Danger. Like, no. Stop. And so she's like, no. Honestly, that's what it was. Honesty and trust. Like, we, we, I can do this. I can do this. And, like, he looks up at her and meets her gaze. Um, 
And whatever was on my face, I think it might have been mirrored on his, the hunger and longing and surprise. I'm like, then what are you doing, man? Then why don't you kiss, damn it? Ah! And instead. Give the people what they want. I know, right? Come on. Come on, man. Um, Let them eat cake. <laughs> cake by lotion. Oh, I like it. Oh, oh, the Jonas Brothers. Yes. No, that was just um. That was DNC. I am Get aware. It. However, let me tell you, the greatest moment of my adult life has been the reunion of the Jonas Brothers. I'm sorry. And you didn't put that down. I mean, on that, the question again. those Christmas songs they put Listen, out. There. I went to their concert. <laughs> I'm sorry. I loved it. Did you go to the one in Raleigh or no? So I lived in Atlanta at the time, and I I went to the one in Atlanta. So good, so good. <sighs> ah, we really need to unpack that. That's your best moment in your adult life, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. Hey, it was the last concert I went to. It was the last time like people were in the vicinities together. It's the last time I had a sweaty stranger touch me. <laughs> Those mems, guys, mems. Okay, moving on. All right. So uh, she, instead of, you know, jumping his bones or at least kissing him or, you know, anything like that, do, do you want to dance with me is what she says. That like, actually bugs me so much. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, and then he's just, like, looking at her. And he's, like, he literally is, like, he rasped it out. He's, like, you want to dance? And I'm, like, oh, my God. He's honestly, at this point, I think he's happy with her just speaking to him because I genuinely think he expected her to, like, be, like, truly, like, so mad. And she's like down there with them. Like, let's go join them. And oh my God. I did not mind stepping out of the shadows. Did not mind even being in the shadows to begin with. So long as he was with me. My friend through so many dangers who had fought for me when no one else would, even myself. Stop calling him your friend, bitch. He, this was in chapter 55 or 54. Like. What? Like this this phrase, my friend through so many dangers is literally like repeated. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like um a, a lot a list. My yeah. friend, my lover, something. See, and that's what okay, so let me clarify. I'm all for like you should definitely like whoever your significant other is, like they should be your best friend. Like you 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 should be friends with them too, obviously. It's a good foundation for a relationship. That's not what I'm mad about here. I'm mad at the fact that like when she says friend right now, she's, it's like a, it's a coping mechanism. For friend her. zone. Friend zone. Friend zone. Her use of friend is like, it gives me um, vibes of Hawk and Poppy when she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, oh, it's all good. Like, Shut up. Oh my God. Especially throughout the second book where she's like, oh no, he's a, he hates me. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. what part of this equates to hate to you? Like, just learn. So, and he's like, of course I'll dance with you all night if you wish. I'm like, he's so in love with you and you're in love with him and you just, <laughs> and then he just, oh my God, this sounds so beautiful. He like, he whispered, like there's a whisper of a kiss as he like brings his mouth to her heated cheek and all around them, like itself was falling down, stars rained down, bits of stardust glowed on his lips as he pulled away and she stares up at him breathless and he just smiles. The smile the world would likely never see. 
the smile he'd given up for the sake of his people, his lands. And he just goes, I'm very glad I met you, Pharaoh. And she just says, come on, let's go dance. I'm like, that is the cutest shit in the world. No. No, oh, shut up, Caitlin. You... <laughs> You're emotionally stunted. And I'm so glad I have the chapter with the emotionally stunted. Aren't you? Because I'm the least emotionally true. stunted person in the world. This is going to be a very interesting <laughs> discussion. I like it. I'm excited. Okay. Are we stretching? <clears throat> so, you know, let's just begin. <laughs> chapter 45, guys. Okay, so chapter 45. Um, obviously, I love to talk about my first sentences, right? Okay, and this one, LOL. Okay. So the Illyrian war camp deep in the northern mountains was freezing. <laughs> Apparently, spring was a little more than a whisper in the region. Well, like night and day differences really here. And I think I'd rather freeze my ass off here in this Illyrian camp with Reese than do anything in the spring court over there with Tam. So wait, so are we saying in this description, are we saying that there's like spring actually in like the regular night court? And not in the Illyrian War camp, or it, but spring is coming. So spring so, is in the night court. Yeah, they okay. have all four seasons. It's just the fact that the war camp is way up in the mountains. Yeah, this is the war camps, and they don't have it. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, they get it. It's just in the mountains. Like spring in the mountain, high up in the mountains is cold. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. So anywho, um, back to freezing my ass off. So, um. I love the little description of the rest of their night and how they spent Starfall. Okay, so we had danced, all of us together, and for some reason, like, I think, like, and I know this is, like, the wrong thing to think, but, like, I almost think, like, high school homecoming. Like, we all danced together, and, like, they're just, like, in a little, like, friendship circle, just, like, dancing together. I don't know. That's, like, what comes to mind there. Um... And I had never seen Reese so happy, laughing with Asriel, drinking with more. Obviously, don't do that at high school homecoming. Um, bickering with Cassian. Um, and she danced with each of them. And when the night had shifted towards dawn and the music became soft and honeyed, I had let Reese take me in his arms and dance with me slowly until the other guests had left, until Moore was asleep on the settee in the dining room, until the gold disc of the sun gilded Valaris. Oh. Oh. That's a good night. That is. Why didn't he kiss her? Oh. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I don't know, but it's so... It's so pretty. Make the move, man. Normally, Make the move. Yeah. Normally, dance... These dance scenes in books make me cringe. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. sometimes they do them and you're just like... But this one, I think it's just perfect. Yeah. It's really Chef's pretty. kiss. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he flies her back to the townhouse. And... LOL, she, like, waits, like, 30 minutes just to see if he'll, like, come back, like, to her room. 
Why doesn't he? Now, what? Uh, why didn't she just make the move, man? Make a move. Yeah, why didn't she go? Uh, now, see, this is where I'm at. Now, this is where I would like storm the castle like Gaston, like minus the pitchfork, and like barge into Reese's room, not like wait around uh, to see if the bedroom beast may attack. You know, I'd just be like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what I think we should have done, but eh, teach his own. Teach his own. So, and I mean, like, so she waits. She waits for him. Clearly, she wants him. That's that's where we're at. And then she starts thinking of Tamlin. Damn it! Why are we here? Why are we here? Okay. So, she, um, she'd barely been able to sleep because all she kept thinking was traitor. Even if I'd left Tamlin, I was a traitor. I'd been gone two months, just two. In fairy terms, it was probably considered less than a day. Can't, Tamlin, can that man just ever go away? Also, I hate the shame she feels at this. There's no reason to be ashamed here. Like, oh my god. It bothers me. And like, where does that even come from? Right? You know, like, where did she learn that? That's true. That's- I don't know. She had no qualms leaving Isaac Hale. Well, I mean... She had none. <laughs> just no qualms yeah, at all. No there were, there were no thoughts about that man. She just yeah, left him in the dust. Critical. But like, I don't know. Because normally like that sort of like shame and shit, especially like among women, it's like a societal thing that's like beat into us as we grow up. But it's like, like Sky said, like where, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anywho, so... I'm like, man. So here she is feeling guilt, feeling like a traitor for wanting another male. Uh. Um, and so <clears throat> they, um, they're in the Illyrian war camp. Um, and honestly, Illyrian war camp, not that great. <laughs> not great. Um, wait, wait, we need to, we need to first, we need to talk about, um, as like, they like, as more and like Cassian say goodbye, more kind of gave as like a quick hug. And all of a sudden, like, as saw Farrah looking and she was like, he gave me a swift warning look and she, <laughs> and Farrah was like, I was still torn between amusement and outrage at the assumption I'd stick my nose into his business. Yeah. She's definitely going to do that. I'm telling you. I approve. And I think she should. All right. Nosy bitch. She does. Finally, she gets like an answer out of more. That's fair, I I guess. Yes. Yes. I mean, as in like, I just want him to have his special someone. Yeah, but like, like, because because he deserves a mate. Oh, I hate Mate. <gasps> okay. You didn't know that? I thought I told you that. I don't care. You don't need to say it. <laughs> Whoa. Because you don't get an option. Like, what if the mate you don't like? Like, look at, like, Reese's father and mother. They kill him. Like, they were mates, but they didn't like each other. They kill him. You can, it says you can reject the bond. You can't, but then it, like, messes with them. I'm just saying. 
I don't, okay, it, I think, okay, my only question would be is like, because we, we aren't queer yet if people can have multiple mates, right? Uh, my question would be, I yes, will say this, I yes, support Caitlin. Yes, shut, yes, shut up, Madison, yes, shut up, Madison. Yes. If I, I would want to know for sure before I reject a bond, if I can have another one, because I'm like, well, wait, shit, do I just want to try to make yeah, this one work? Exactly. But I think you probably can. Or maybe. Either way, Caitlin, I'm not a maybe homeless monster. Maybe another bond to make it work. Either way, bottom line, Caitlin's a soulless monster who somehow doesn't believe in true love and mates, so. Uh, didn't we already establish True, true. We didn't need to rehash it, okay? Anywho, okay, so we're up in the cold. And let me just say, being an Illyrian, not so pleasant, okay? So built near the top of a forested mountain, the camp was bare, rock, and mud. Um, and it was interrupted only by crude, easy-to-pack tents centered around large fire pits. Um, a dozen permanent buildings had been erected of the gray mountain, mountain stone, smoked puff, puff from their chimneys. Um, literally, that's it. Like, I mean, you got a bunch of tents, some fire pits, and like a few like erected buildings from stone. Not, not pleasant. Not I can pleasant. understand why they're all so grumpy. I will say, though, the you know, plus side of the Illyrian war camp. So many winged males soaring past on their way to other camps in training. I don't know. Plenty of Illyrian males. I don't know. If we're just, you know, if someone can get me the coordinates on the map, please. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um... Anywho, it's, it is noted, though, there is no warmth or joy. Just brutality. But, you know. Just, just for your awareness, Madison. Got that. Just got that. Um, okay. <laughs> and I'd like to point out that Caitlin's with me on that. Yes, I am. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> 100%. Okay, so... Obviously, Moore hates this place. I, I believe it. Um, and so she says it should be burned to the ground. I mean, honestly, one, let's let's put it somewhere a little bit warmer, maybe. I don't know. You can still train in pleasant areas. Um, honestly, I just hate how fucking, like, backwards thinking they are. Very true. Very true. Assholes. Um... So, anywho, they're there, and they're as and Cass are obviously wearing their siphons. They have the most big bad Illyrians. <sighs> Yum. Anywho, <laughs> um, so then we meet Devlin. What a scum! Honestly, his name sounds like that of a dog. You know, like yep. come here, Devlin. Like. You know? It's rude to dogs. Jesus. <laughs> Apologies to any Devlin's listening. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like a dog name to me. I don't know. Okay, so. Oh my god. You just offended some people named Devlin. That's on par with assuming pe- people assuming I'm a guy from my name. So there we think go. about that. 
Someone is gonna use that as a baby name. Good job. Ruined it. Oh yeah, that's why you don't tell people the baby names before. <laughs> Can I just say I don't know how people pick that. I know that I they like kind of like, like that Devlin refers refers to, you know, people as dogs because literally the male in front, Devlin, says another camp inspection, your dog, he jerked his head to Cassian. Literally called Cassian a dog. Was here just the other week. I'm sorry. Oh, so that makes it all right to offend everyone named Devlin Madison? My God. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. Do you hear yourself right now? I'm just saying. Um, so, well, anywho. So, there, he's pretty much saying the girls are training. And Cassian's all, I don't see them. Hello, I'm not blind. And this asshat goes, they do chores first. Uh, Who the fuck are you, yeah. man? Are you kidding me? Then when they finished, they get to train. Now, you got to know, this list of chores is probably what the evil stepmom gave Cinderella. And, like, she's, like, done. These, these, um... Girls are done, you know, right before dark and have like 20 minutes to train. I was going to say. I'm thinking more like Michelle and Lorelai and Gilmore girls making a list for Luke. Oh my God. And they got like super. Just the, the continuing <laughs> handyman list. Honestly, I thought of it as like uh, Amaran's, uh, Amaran, Jesus, Amarantha's goons where they make, uh, what is it like? She. Uh, she has to pick the lentils out of the fireplace or whatever in Reese's room before Reese comes Ooh, in. Yeah. That's what I picture is it's a bunch of like stupid shit that like literally is point. Like they're not even like, maybe some of it's like chores. Like they have to do the like laundry or something, but the rest of it's just like pointless shit that they're just like demoralizing. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> he is just like disrespectful. I mean, he literally like, He's even rude to Moore because Moore flashed him in a wicked smile, which, eh, you know. Fair. And she was like, hello, Lord Devlin. And literally, he gave her just a dim- dismissive once-over and, like, looked back Ugh. at her. Like, like she, you know, she's a woman. We don't really, we don't need to talk to her. And I was like, fuck you. Who are you? I can't wait for Nesta to fuck him up. Oh, you know that's going to be a scene in Silver Flames. Well, oh, at least one. Mm. I'm for it. Oh, man. Um, anyway. So, Reese needs to lay down the law a bit. And let me tell you. He does it in the most beautiful way ever. So, literally, he straight up says, like, first, the girls, as you were clearly told by Cassian, train before chores, not after. Um... Get them out on the pitch now. Like, get them going. Like, let's get a move on. Um, and also, he says, you need to uh, clear out my mother's old house. Um, we're going to be staying there. And literally, he goes, my top warriors are staying there. And uh, I can't believe he had the yep, nerve to, go. like, stand up to Reese. Like, nah, 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 nah. Also, I find it weird that, like, Reese was okay with them, like, housing other people in his, like, mother's cabin, you know? True. Yeah, but he says he picked his battles. 
with him. I mean, and I feel like, like that would have like, been a battle I'd pick, though. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think he's like, it's not worth it. He's like, I'm not there. Like, that's fair. That's he's fair. Like, yeah. He's like, there's, there's no reason to pick this yeah. battle. Yeah, that's a good point. He saved his brother's time. Yeah. So, anyway, um, that's a good point. I'll give you that. So, anyway, um, sorry, I lost, lost my place when we were talking about picking battles. Oh, <laughs> um, he's like, you, you will clean it. Uh, the have the warriors clean it because like I'm gonna need it, and then lol at this, Amrin sends her regards. That right there is just a threat. I love so Amrin that. sends her regards, like just like right there. That's a threat. And for as for this one, you know, referring to Farah, she's mine. Oh, stake the claim. Love it. Uh. Now this, this is when Reese proves himself to be just the number one. Just the number one. Uh And if you, if any of you lay a hand on her, you will lose that hand and then you will lose your head. And once Farah is done killing you, then I'll grind your bones to dust. Love it. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like, Reese is just like owning Farah's strength and is like totally comfortable with that. And that is great. I love that. I love that. Gotta love a strong man who loves strong women. I, yeah, he's he's like he's he's a feminist through and through. Like he shows that all the time. I love it. Mm. Such stark contrast to Tamlin. Scum. Anyway, so they're heading out. Be back at nightfall. Um, and so, Farrah's like, "Where are we going?" They're going to train. And. So she's thinking in her mind, she's still got that traitor, traitor, traitor going on in her mind. But then what cuts through the dark? She's mine. Ooh. Steamy. Steamy. Cutting through the bullshit. Okay. Here we go. So we're flying in Reese's arms. Ain't that a dream? Best place to be. Ain't that a dream? Okay. And so we're talking, so Farrah's all like, you're trying to train, you know, a female Illyrian warriors. And he goes, I'm trying to, you know, because, like, it's, whenever you're trying to change policies, it takes a while, obviously. So he's like, I banned wing clipping a long, long time ago. Oh. Um, but, you know, at the more zealous camps deep within the mountains, they do it. Um... And when Amarantha took over, even the milder camps started doing it again um, to keep their women safe, they claimed. Fucking asshats. Um, I hate them. Yeah. So, for the past hundred years, Cassian has been trying to build an aerial fighting unit amongst the females, trying to prove that they have a place in the battlefield. That's pretty cool. Good for you. Um... And so, it's been a long road, 
But Devlin is one of the few who even lets the girls train without a tantrum. No, he's just passive aggressive. Yeah. Mm. Mm. He's like a girl himself. A little passive aggressive, a little the side comments. I don't think, no, men are just as passive aggressive. That's, I don't know. They just do it to your face. Then that's not passive aggressive. That's just aggressive, Caitlin. That's true. Just aggressive. (laughs) Do you guys think that Nesta is going to have anything to do with training the girls? Oh, yeah. I I hope she's like their commander. Remember. What? I can't remember if you guys have talked about it before or not. I think, like, once she's still definitely, like, mass. she definitely still needs to train. We need to learn more about what power she still has after the whole cauldron thing in A Court of Wing and Ruin. But also, I could see her very much being, like, if they really are an aerial legion, it wouldn't be smart for her to be their commander because she can't fly. Unless part of her power somehow she, like, figures out how to somehow. I don't know. Yeah, but she could, like, train them. Yeah, that, like, oh, yeah, no, it. that's why, I mean, she could still be a leader, but, like, I don't think she could, like, I don't know, if it's an aerial legion, you'd think your commander would have to well, fly. Well, I think, like, when I said she needs to train with them, I meant more, like, get into, like, physical fighting shape. Well, yeah, yeah that she definitely needs to. I can it's see definitely. her, like, being kind of against having to train herself at all, but then maybe seeing how hard it is for them to be allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. We'll make yeah. her more supportive of it and then try to like lead in that way. Cause did, I like that. That's a good point. When we yeah. last left her, wasn't she just like binge drinking? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And having sex with random mm-hmm. people. Lots of random people. Oh. And just being like mildly unpleasant. Not yeah. And like crying alone in her apartment. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's going to. It might take some time. You can only go up from here. (laughs) Right, yeah, I mean. Yeah, she's hit rock bottom now. So, um, anyway, um, so, okay, so anyway, so then we start getting a tad bit of history about the blood rite. Um, and so what they, what, Reese has decided to do is like every time that she uses her powers and like does something, you know, he's going to answer a question because she has a lot of questions today. And she's like, you know, so what's a blood right? And he goes, you go unarmed into the mountains, magic band, no siphons, wings bound with no supplies or clothes beyond what you have on. You and every other Illyrian male who wants to move from novice to true warrior, a few hundred head into the mountains at the start of the week. Um, not all come out at the end. Okay. How many Illyrian warriors do we think there are? That's what I've wondered. Every, like, there's that many doing it, what, every year? I wonder if some of the ones that do it. Like, it's most of his, like, his, his army, the Legion, the Illyrian legions are pretty big. But also, I think part of the numbers that do the blood rite, I think there's some that do it again. Like, they're redoing it, too, I think. Like, I, that's, I always just assume that they could. I don't know. 
I just want to say, I thought my, like, field training during basic training was awful when we had to go out into the field for, like, 10, 14 days, whatever it was. I forget. Like, I thought that was awful. Now this shit sounds terrible. I at least had, you know, like, spare, like, BDUs. And you didn't have to kill them. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm, I meant literally not even the fighting. Just, like, going in without, like, the clothes on your back and that's it and, like, all that. I'm like, oh, God. Well, either way, so they separated um, Cass, as and Reese. But Reese says, we killed our way across the mountains to get to each other. And I'm like, oddly, that's so fucking sweet. <laughs> like, some brotherly love right there. Exactly, exactly. Is it really? Yes. I think it is. I mean, Caitlin, I don't know if or not, but... Hang on, hang on. Caitlin, if we were in the blood right, you wouldn't kill across the mountain to get to us? I guess. I could use my new dagger I just bought. <laughs> Again, I'm still concerned about that purchase. Instagram. Sky, Madison, just to put in context, Madison bought a dagger over the weekend and literally texted us, I bought a dagger. And I was just literally out of nowhere. Yes. (laughs) No context, literally nothing. I just, she was like, I bought a dagger. Yeah, that's why I was like, uh, okay, like, do I need you to stop telling me things so I have plausible deniability? Like, I know you're in the mountains of Asheville now, or wherever you were, and I was like, okay, so what is happening? Anywho, past my dagger business. So, then, finally, we get some, like, information on Tamlin that is so oh. fucking vital. And I'm so mad that we did oh. not have this information sooner. So, literally, summary right here. They started out as friends, which is so weird. Um, they would like, like, people kind of knew they were friends, but not really. Um, it was very frowned upon within their families that they were like, even kind of like connected. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, it's just like, I honestly, I try and picture them like younger, like hanging out. Like just like, well, doesn't he say at one point, or like it's not right here? I don't think where he's like, I literally taught him how to like. Yeah, he taught him to get with the ladies. Like, like, no, to get with the ladies. Doesn't he like at one point they he like says that or something? Oh God, that's creepy. Right, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Sorry to ruin your life right now, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm. I also want to know what court functions there used to be because it says that they kind of got to know each other and it's like well what were those i wondered if maybe it meant like in a lead up because this was like in this kind of leading up to the war still no this is after the war never mind never mind never mind i was gonna say maybe there were like war councils yeah yeah okay well then hmm um maybe it was like um in bridgerton they had their season (gasps) bridgerton yeah, that's what I was thinking. Bridgerton. And they're like, it's time for the courts to have their season. <laughs> Honestly, it could be though. Don't like most of these like fairy tale books like have that sort of like court mingling. Well, I think all the courts do. It's kind of like you know, like you're part of like the court, like you're there. So, but I yeah, it's probably the seasons would make sense. Oh man. Okay. Madison, just watch Bridgerton, and you would understand. Okay. <sighs> 
Yeah, I don't know why you haven't watched it. Good. Why I haven't watched it because I do a lot of other things. You would like it, I think. I think she would too. She's just trying to be mysterious and just say, "I do other things." Bitch, we know you read day in and day out. We get it. I do. God, I do. I do. I have a problem. Anywho, so the problem is uh, with this friendship is that Tamlin's father was threatened by it and i just can't think help but think like father like son right there oh shit um so he was threatened by reese and because he was weaker than both reese and tamlin uh he wanted to prove to the world that he wasn't oh gosh this is awful that's some like bad like terrible like big dick energy that's small dick energy. You shitting me? You got lack of confidence. He's a high lord. You know he ain't got a small dick. I am not thinking about Tamwin's father's dick. Right. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. Not doing it. Anywho. So, um, what he did was fucking horrendous. So, my mother and sister went to travel to the Illyrian war camp to see me. Um, and... They were supposed to meet halfway, but he was busy training the new unit and, like, decided to stay. Tamlin's father, brothers, and Tamlin himself set out into the Illyrian wilderness, having heard from Tamlin, from me, where my mother and sister would be, and I had plans to see them, and they slaughtered my mother and sister anyway. Oh, God. Now, what I don't understand, mm-hmm. um, what I don't understand is why did Reese tell Tamlin this? Like, I didn't think they were like tech I think, buddies. I thought I have a feeling he probably just mentioned like, "Oh, I'm really excited. Like, I'm at the like because he had told him about the war camp and like training." I he probably just mentioned it in passing to be like, "Oh my gosh, like I get like my family's visiting me," you know? I guess. Like, cause that that would be a that would be a pretty big event at this war camp to have family visiting you, so it's something you would mention to your friend, I guess. So Farah's rightfully like horrified. <laughs> yeah, she's she's shaking. Um, she's really feeling the emotion here, and <clears throat> it says they put their heads in boxes and sent them down the river to the nearest camp. Tamlin's fathers kept their wings as oh. trophies. Oh, that is just that's, so bad. That's, that's, and Farrah says it right, I was going to vomit. Yep. Yep. So, she's like kind of using her power to, like, her feelings to, like, fuel her power right now because she was mm-hmm. like, perhaps it was the cold, perhaps it was his story, but like frost cracked in her veins um and she like she like formed little animals with ice and one by one they dropped the earth and shattered that's some foreshadowing for the the wolves that she gets out of the water and ice later that's my favorite scene that's badass favorite (laughs) <laughs> I like that Scott. Favorite? That's really cool. Favorite, not <laughs> really is a sexual scene. 
<laughs> there it is. There we go. The Astro. Uh -huh. So anyway, when they found out, obviously the answer is revenge. So the plan was to kill Tamlin's father and brothers, but leave his mother unharmed. Well, so Reese goes in, just shits on the brothers, destroys them. They're gone. Okay. And so then he like goes, finds his dad. His dad has killed the high Lord, but then also killed Tamlin's mom, which like totally goes against the pact that they had. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. Not okay. So then Tamlin like comes out, sees this like fucking shit show going on, kills Reese's dad because there's not enough murder going on right now. And then suddenly Reese is like, fuck me. I'm getting all this power. Like I'm suddenly like being transferred into high Lord. I don't know what that feels like, but whoa, woe is me. Um, and then he's like, I felt the power shift to me. And even as I saw it shift to him. So like, they're both becoming high Lords at the same time, like looking at each other, like, what the fuck is this? Um, and then he just took off. I'm like, well, that's a, that's a story. That's a story. Um, and so then Farah obviously, you know, is like, what the hell? Like this, this is Reese. Like this is the man I used to love. Just like totally lied to me. Like, didn't mm -hmm. tell me the truth at all. Bunch of bad shit just happened. And the current man, who I totally love, but I'm not going to admit it to myself, um, just told me this horrific story. Like, she's, it's not, she's not processing emotion very well. Fair. Yeah. So, and then, she's just like, I'm so sorry. Like, man. I don't know how I would respond. Like, I don't know what else. Like, ugh. Oh, man. And so, what does she do? Um, she doesn't know how to process any of this. She, like, everything, everyone was slaughtered in cold blood, slaughtered by Tamlin. So, she just explodes the clearing into flame. Sounds like a good reaction. Okay, I cool, approve. Cool, cool, cool. Just let it all so, out. Everything's up in up in flames. There we go. Um, and so shit's shit's going down. So no wonder he'd made Tamlin beg that day. I've been formally introduced to him. No wonder he realized every chance to taunt Tamlin. Like, yeah, I would have too. Like, yeah, you kidding me? Like, you took away my mother. Yeah, you took away my sister. You took away my father. Like, yeah. You're going to pay for that. Um, and now she's like, I, now I knew whatever Tamlin said wasn't true. Like, are you kidding me? Um, I knew my being here had nothing to do with what was between him and Tamlin. I mean, at least now we're seeing what a shit Tamlin really is. Yep. Um, so then especially because like he doesn't he, he tries to say like he tries to say like he didn't know what they were going to do i was like if you're bloodthirsty 
piece of shit father asks, like, oh, do you know where, like, uh, I don't know, like, Reese's mom and sister are going to be, like, you know, without, like, really in protection by themselves? No? Oh, you do? Okay, maybe tell me. Like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? And so then, like, Farrah, like, kind of, or Reese kind of calls Farrah, and the fire dies, but there it was, crackling inside my veins, crackling beside the veins of ice and water and darkness. And embers flared around us, floating in the air. And I sent out a breath of soothing dark, a breath of ice and water, as if it were wind. A wind at dawn, sweeping clean the world. So, like, all these powers she's now, like, owning. And she said the power did not belong to the High Lords, not any longer. So this is the moment yes. that power is like, nope, nope, it's mine. It's mine. Um, so master, master. That's great. Um, and she's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Because Aww. he's just such a saint. I didn't want you to think I was trying to turn you against him. Oh. Honestly, that's actually smart too, because I mean, she really did have to earn, like, learn to trust him to like get to this point where she hears this and knows that it's the truth. Yeah, and she's like, then she's like, I want, I want to paint, I wanted to paint, and she goes, I want to paint you, and his response, nude would be best, perfection. Yes. Honestly, yes. What an ending. What an ending. I'd buy that painting. Oh, what an ending to that. Okay. Oh, and all I have to say is 10 more chapters until chapter 55. I'm so excited. You're going to cry. I'm so excited. (laughs) You don't get to to do uh, chapter 55, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) no, we're going to keep that from her. Honestly, that's probably going to be its own entire episode. Like, we'll just do a chapter 55 episode. Yeah. Chapter 54 and 55. They have to go together, right? See, that's what I said, but I was... Oh, okay. Caitlin, you're the one that told me they shouldn't. I know Madison They should each be separate because there would be so much to talk about. Oh, man. I don't think I could just do chapter 54 and end that episode. That's just rude. That's a major cliffhanger. Yeah. We'll do a vote fine okay let the people decide as caitlin said let them have cake i thought it was let them have cake what i thought that was a line what that is not either way neither one of those would go with let the people decide because it's the exact opposite but that's that's the marie it is it is marie Marie sweetie it is marie antoinette what i'm saying is that no no but like it was when she was distracting them to try to like make the people like go away Okay. Anyway, oh my God. Anyway, what are you currently reading? Yo. Okay. One. I finally finished the Raven Boys. <laughs> look at this. I have my books with me. How exciting is? This? Okay. Look. Y A two. Guys, you should be really proud of me here. Okay. So honestly, kind of hooked on this solely because, yes, this is like. This, this is a good YA. This is strong YA, okay? But it's, like, super cute. And 
it was written in 2012 so like it has all these like cute little references like blink 182 and like all these like things that just like remind me of like being younger and like i kind of really like that um so i'll definitely for sure be um finishing this series um plus i heard the fourth book's the best and i've really i gotta i gotta get to that so i'll be honest that but let's talk Dark Lover by J.R. Ward. This is my this is my steamy smut romance of the week. Okay. I just want to say, is it like every book that has the main character whose name is Wrath? Like, is it just like, it's got to be sexy? Kane of the Wicked, man. That book's real good. <laughs> got to be good. Like, they, like, every character, every main character whose, like, name is Wrath, he's, like, dark and brooding and, like, yeah, well, this one just happens to be, like, a purebred vampire, you know. But anywho, um, all I needed is... My reviews will be up on Goodreads, which, link in the bio. But I needed just a little bit more steam. Like, I liked it. There was a lot of steam, good romance, like... But this is, like, no, YA no, and... No, no, no. YA? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Ravenclaw. I got distracted. No, my apologies. Dark Lover, not not YA. Naked man on the front, man. Okay. So, <laughs> this very good. I just wanted, like, a tad more steam. And, y'all, you told me to read this after Den of Vipers. This is not the cure to Den of Vipers. This I don't think good. there is a cure. This is good, but this is not. This is, We're not in the Vampire Diaries. This is not the cure. Okay. Oh my God. I'm just saying. I'm just you know what? That's it. That you're cut off, Sky. What are you? What are you reading? Uh, well, speaking of wrath, I am reading Kingdom of the Wicked for the first. Oh time. yes. Uh, I, I I'm just telling you. I. Oh, so oh yeah, that edition's super pretty. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm a little bit. I'm. I'm um. Maybe almost halfway. Finished with it. Um, I'm a little nervous because I did not love. Stalking Jack the Ripper, which sure. I know a lot of people love it. So I'm hoping it just that wasn't the series for me, and it's not necessarily the the writing style that I don't mm -hmm. like. But we'll find out. I won't make any judgments until I finish it. Yeah, definitely but, let me know because I I really enjoyed it, but it was definitely more of like a quick read for me for sure. Well, and I only read one book at a time, so that's all I've got. <laughs> that's neat. lucky that's you. Neat. <laughs> don't worry that's me i will like um, over here yeah you're insane <laughs> um okay uh what am i what a, oh right 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 uh i'm finishing up crave well please shut tell them up, you have to tell no. them you have to admit it i Everyone can't but it's okay shut up shut up shut up shut up no curse no 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 spoilers on this one you okay oh, exactly i will spoiler. put your finger down you put your finger down you put your finger down okay so I'm finishing up Crave. I loved Crush uh, by Tracy Wolf. This is the sequel. Although I also did not realize the third book comes out in like March and the fourth one comes out in the fall. I was like, oh damn, like this is quick. So I'm still unsure how I feel. I've only got like 100 pages left and I mean, it's like 650 pages. Just ask Madison about all the conflicting texts I've sent because I am liking it. What she said I would after I, like she had to convince me to read this after I got some of the books spoiled for me. 
And so I had like a spiraling moment where I was like, Madison, what's going on? And she was like, do you really want me? And I was like, at least tell me this much. And so I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not reading it. And she like dragged me back. So I do like it. I'm still very conflicted. I'll let you know where I end up without spoilers, obviously. Um, and like I've said for weeks now, Ember and the Ashes is up next for me. Uh, I will warn you though, I am itching to buy more books. Like I'm obviously ignoring the two full TBR carts that are currently in my home. I'm ignoring those, but those don't exist right now. I want more books. Um, so if you have any recommendations that you haven't either seen or you haven't, uh, like sent our way before, please just send them right to me. Caitlin. Oh. You're I'm not reading anything. My God, I love you, but how are you? Like, I just don't. What? Do you do? Oh no, I'm reading. I'm reading a few, but I'm not. Are they all so terrible? They're, they're like that. You don't want to talk about them? Yeah. If you need Rex, I have them. Two of them are biographies, and one of these. Wait, I thought you were reading so that. So terrible. You don't want to talk about them. I'm. I'm also. That, that's my bedtime one. But like during Wait, the day, I read. One? I switch. Magpie Murders. Everybody loves a little murder before bed, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, everyone really. loves romance so before bed. I don't know why. Oh, well, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, so, anyway. Okay. Um, now, hold up, though, because Sky is doing something super fun coming up next month that we're totally doing and y'all should do, too. So, Sky, want to tell us about it? Sure. So if you follow me, then you know I'm really obsessed with the Something Dark and Holy series by Emily A. Duncan. And the third and final book in the trilogy is publishing April 6th. So I thought it would be really fun. It's one of those series that people see a lot, but I actually don't know a ton of people that have really read it. So I thought it would be fun to do a read along of the books before the final one is published. So the first book we're reading in February and the second book we'll be reading in March. And if everything goes well and people want to, we'll continue it with the final book into April. Um, so details are in my most recent Wicked Saints post, which you can just go find it if you want to at Sky's Library, Sky with an E. Um, and then, yeah, you just comment there and I'll add you to the chat list. We're going to make the chat closer to the time and have some fun things planned. We're going to do a chat group and then giveaways and hopefully photo challenges, stuff like that. So it's my first one. I'm excited. I love the series and I just want to make everyone else love it too. So I love for that. sure, subscribe and um, review to our podcast, but also follow Sky on Insta, follow us on Insta, ACOTR podcast. Also, I talked about this last week. Do this for Sky, too. We know you all love us. Not only like the post, but save it in a little file on the side. Save, save, save. Or, you know, send it to your story because y'all love us and you want to share us with other people. Um, now, social media shout out this week goes to Rebecca. Uh, Beckles96, she's a new follower. Um, loves fanfic, which... I love fanfic too, and I shared with her some fanfic this week, and we had a lot of fun talking about it. And she requested um, some recs that y'all know I love giving recs. So, um, and she's an SJM fan, so you know, shout out to her. 
Um, and that's all we have. So thank you, Sky, for joining us. That was so much fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. You handled the crazy beautifully, man. Just the chaos. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> Well, with that, guys, um, we're going to go ahead and sign off then. Everybody have, I guess, since we're recording in the middle of the week, everybody have a great rest of your weekend weekend. Um, as always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>